0: Welcome into Campo and Joe. Thanks for saying hey on Facebook, checking us out on Facebook Live, or tuning into one of our podcasts. We appreciate it. We talk Jaguar football. We'll throw a few other NFL items at you. Joe C. from XL Primetime, Coach Dave Campo. He's our head coach on the show, former Cowboy head coach and longtime assistant in the NFL, including right here in Duval. So we come out of the OTAs. We're going to get into a couple of the storylines and then maybe set you up for mandatory minicamp. And then before you know it, these players are going to have some time off, Coach. You always worry as a former head coach, are they going to get in trouble? Uh, but then we got to get ready for training camp.
1: 96 days before they open yeah, up. Yeah. So uh, this period of time was when I was the most nervous. Yeah, sure. Was the end of the workouts. Yeah. And, and the workouts start before the actual OTAs. I mean, mm-hmm. they're in the building. Yeah. And that I felt pretty good about that time. But once it hit the end of this, I was nervous all the time. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's hit a couple of things, because I, I think one of the things that you impressed to me earlier today, and we'll talk about the health of this franchise and where it's going and are they fully built and all that kind of stuff, because you made a great point that I want to uh, get our viewers and listeners to check out, but let's do the first thing. This football team coming out of the draft, there might have been some of the fan base, some of Duval, like... Come on, man. They didn't do anything until the fourth round when it came to this defense. This defense didn't apply enough pressure. You and I have gone over it a number of different ways. But add to that the Leonard Floyd signing up in Buffalo. They got Von Miller coming back from an ACL. If healthy, we know how good he is. And they just added another pretty pretty darn good pass rusher to the equation. What was your reaction to that?
1: Well... You know, again, I think Floyd was one of the guys that was probably in that list of group, mm-hmm. a yeah. uh, group of, of free agents that are still out there, was probably up towards the top. Yes. And, and you know, so you, obviously I'm disappointed mm-hmm. if that's the direction they were going to go. Right. We don't know if that's no, the we direction. Don't. Uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, they've made it perfectly clear that that a person that does come in, if they do that, has to fit in the financial Uh, Mm -hmm. situation with us and the culture and the things that they've got going right now. And I really think that this uh, coaching staff and uh, administration feels pretty good about Mm -hmm. what they've got going, and and they're going to be real conscious of who they bring in.
0: Yeah. I I thought it was interesting. The tweet yesterday that I read on the air was from the groundbreaking ceremony that the Bills were having. It was Sal Capaccio, one of our guys, Bills Mafia guy, and he shows a picture of their stampede playing the drums as the groundbreaking ceremony is taking place on the heels of the Leonard Floyd signing. And so I say to myself, that team is making stuff happen. They're building a brand new stadium. Everything's approved. They're breaking ground. And they're bringing in a pass rusher. And they have not sat back on their laurels. They're hungry. This team is also hungry. I'm not going to condemn this team for not going out and getting a guy, but you watch and see other AFC teams do it and you can't help but go, hmm, should the Jaguars have made a move?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think there's a little bit of concern. I, but at the same time, I've always maintained, as you know, that, you know, they're seeing their guys that they have here and they made that a big priority to mm-hmm. keep their guys. Right. Uh, they've watched... They're watching them. They're watching them every single day, every play, every minute of the day that they're there. Mm-hmm. We aren't. So, you know, we say, oh, you know, they've got uh, Walker who had, maybe has not gotten where everybody thought he was going to be the first out of the blocks. Right. They got Josh Allen that's not showing up at, at the uh, voluntary deal, mm-hmm. but it's not really lived up to the reputation. And then, uh, Caleb on Chaseon was the practice player of the week the other day. Great practice player. I'm sure there's concern, but at the same time, again, they're looking at uh, the guys and they know that one of those pass rushers, in my mind, mm-hmm. is going to be there if they want to pull the trigger on them. Yeah. Now, it may not be Floyd' right. uh ability, mm-hmm. but there's... 10 or 11 guys out there that have they've got some skins on the wall. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they're ready to panic yet until they finish the OTAs, and maybe even until they get into the first few days of training camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's going to be somebody out there.
0: And, and I feel like those guys are sitting back. And, and look, I'm going to make the point. I don't know whether it's going to prove to be this way, but when one guy comes off the board, which Leonard Floyd, you would say, of the guys available, maybe the most attractive guy – the guys that are left, the price goes up because there's fewer of them.
1: Right, but it goes up, and then the longer it goes, though, without right. another one going, True. it starts to come down again. Yeah. And the ones that are left at the end, it's a little bit different situation than probably what they think they're going to get. Yeah. And so that that's where that plays in.
0: And I tend to agree with you. You don't need to panic right now. No, You wait and see how things play out. Price may go down, may go back up just a little bit, but Frank Clark, Justin Houston, uh, you can go down the line. There are a few guys. Unique Ngakwe. Yeah. Unique Ngakwe says, "I'd like to play for a contender." Yeah. You know, you've been nomadic. You've been around. You've worn right. uh, three or four different uniforms. Right. But he did have nine and a half sacks last year. He may end up back in. Yeah. Seeing
1: the problem you have with Ngakwe, and I, I'm not. I'm just uh, preaching to the choir. You yeah. know who Ngakwe yeah. is better right. than I do. You were here <laughs> when he was playing. But what I know of him is that he's not worth. Even if he's a nine-sack guy, mm-hmm. he's not worth the money that he's asking right now mm-hmm. because he can't play the run. He is strictly comes in on third down and yeah. rushes the passer. Yeah. He's not going to be out there on first and second down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- that money has to come down and it has to be the right financial situation. Yeah.
0: That and and they knows. don't need to overpay. They really don't. Right, and, right. And, and I'm with you there. And there's a lot of work that's going on right now in the offseason. So I want to take that. And go to the next thing that okay. we talked about, just developing players. I was going
1: to break. That was yeah. what I was just going to say. Go yeah. ahead.
0: And, and, and you and I were talking about this before, and I believe that drafting and developing is a two-part system. And if they do have good coaches and it appears that they do, then this is a football team that should expect more out of second-year guys, out of the some total of all the guys that have been brought in here since Dougie and Trent Baalke took over.
1: Yeah. And really even third year guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heck yeah. You know,
1: because that the one, the first year was just an abomination yeah. for those guys. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you say it all the time mm-hmm. and, and you know, you're speaking to the choir to me mm-hmm. on that one because <laughs> coaching, that's why they pay yeah. coaches. yeah. You know, the, the development part is really big. If you're going to be really good, you're not going to do it. Just like I feel, uh, let me let me uh, divert a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think the transfer portal in college, you're going to win anything if you just go strictly in the transfer portal. It won't work it over won't time. It won't work over a l- length of time. Mm-hmm. It may work one year, two years, yeah. whatever. It's the same thing with if you don't draft and develop your players, free agency is just a small part of what's oh, yeah. going to go on, yeah. and to me, this is a group that, that is a good teaching group, uh, and uh, they uh, they're seeing things in these guys, and the difference between a first year player and a second year player to me is huge. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I, I got to feel like the confidence level grows, especially when we go back to late last year, and this is the other point that I wanted you to impress to the to the fans is that. If you can just visualize someone whoo, breathing confidence into a yes. room, Doug Peterson did that in a certain way last year after <clears throat> after going oh for October to finish the way they did and to never panic and right. to never ever think that they that he didn't have a plan. He breathed confidence into that building,
1: right? And and that's big. I mean, you know, if you, you can. If you can convince guys, it's sales. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you can convince guys that, hey, this is going to happen and that's going to happen and things start to turn in that direction. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, when they were struggling, there were two games in there that Mm -hmm. I know that we blew. The interception in the end zone mm-hmm. uh, in, in London, oh, yeah. right?
0: The loss to the Broncos. The the, mm-hmm.
1: the passing of uh, rushing the passer situation mm-hmm. with Trayvon Walker. Yeah, the personal so, foul. Mm-hmm. So even when they were struggling, when they're looking at the film, those are just blips. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of positive stuff that was going on there yeah. and he's built on the positive positive. Yeah. and that's the, what you're talking about, confidence, and yeah. and I think this team has more confidence right now, and I think the coaching staff has more confidence in the guys right yeah. now than they even
0: did. That. It's it's just it's like having an extra skill set when you believe right. in what you're doing, right. when you know your coach believes in what you're doing, when you know that 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 you feel like your coach is putting you in the best position yeah. to succeed. And so there was a lot of turn the corner moments in the late stages of last right. year, and you hope that it's going to spill into this year. Because they have high hopes. All right, so the OTA part, OTA part of this, going into the mandatory minicamp next week, you and I will not have a show, but give the fans an idea. What do you think Doug Peterson will do? Do you think he will say, hey, you put a lot of hard work in, I'm going to reward you with a little extra time off, or is he going to ask for a little bit more this go-around?
1: Well, he's going to ask for him to be here. Yeah. You know, I think that that, to me, is the difference. Uh, Last year building trust. Mm -hmm. You guys have done a heck of a job to this point. We got everything really that we wanted to get out of it. Uh, And, and let's, you know, take a little time and get ready. Mm -hmm. This time is expectations. If we want to go all the way, it's going to take every one of us in here every day. Right. And, and uh, you'll have plenty of time to re, charge mm-hmm. but i still believe that the the mandatory mini camp will still be more for the rookies and mm-hmm. the young players right. than for the veteran guys yeah. and and that it's only a 45 minute practice period mm-hmm. but there's also meetings so the, everybody's getting something out of it mm-hmm. and and you know again uh that i think is what will happen he'll have them here but i think the practices will gear, be geared more to the younger guys yeah
0: and i i i like the idea that doug Still wants them to want more, yes, that they don't need to become comfortable. This cannot be a convenient uh off season. Hey, what I get a couple of extra days off? He that
1: mm, he said that, yeah, you know, you heard him in Mm -hmm. a press conference make the comment that it, I can't let these guys be one and done,
0: yeah, and it was big for him to say that. That's that's a huge statement, and he's taking. That responsibility. That's my that's my job. Yeah. Make sure
1: that there isn't one and done.
0: You see that? all together. Absolutely. He, and everything that they went through. And you cannot go from a significant strike in the postseason, winning a right. big playoff game, back to anonymity or back to irrelevance. You, right. That's the last thing you want to see happen. But I do think there's good work put in. Now, one other thing that you were talking about in little ki- – uh, Certain drills that they're running, in your mind as a coach, they're so far ahead of where they were this time a year ago.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you've heard me say that the mm-hmm. conference I had, uh, the the uh, co- uh, co- conference I had with mm-hmm. uh, Press Taylor, yes. where he said this is, you know. Trevor is so com- comfortable and yep. understands the offense. Well, that's everybody on that offense. Mm-hmm. There aren't very many new guys yeah. out there, just a right. couple. Uh, and, and so what they've done is they've got m- more of a veteran team this year, mm-hmm. and they're actually working some scheme stuff that that they didn't do a year ago. They were so busy teaching their scheme, right. they couldn't work against some other things. And give you a perfect example, I promise you they're doing things that we didn't see because mm-hmm. the media yeah. wasn't out there. But they were in yellow shirts apparently yesterday simulating a different defense mm-hmm. that their defense wasn't seeing and to give the offensive line the opportunity to block a 4-3 instead of a 3-4 mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, that's They're so far ahead right now. That they can do that. And I promise you a perfect example is they're opening with the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. Well, Anthony Richardson is there. I guarantee you they've done some work against the the read option, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh run and shoot, whatever you call it now. He's gonna be if he's in there, he's Mm -hmm. gonna have a package whether he's starting or not. Right. So that gives them an opportunity, and obviously we're not running that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and, and why not? Because you could be taking a look at what Shane Steichen was running with Jalen Hurts up in Philadelphia. Right. You can take a look at what whatever you think was successful that AR was doing down in Gainesville, hybrid it up, right, and figure out a way because they're going to see something that they don't know very early in the season. And his name is Anthony Richardson. Yeah. If he's if he's the guy to start on day one.
1: Yeah. But even if he isn't, right. you know that it still he's, he's going to have a package. Yeah. For the first ball game, I I could guarantee you that mm-hmm. first round pick. Yeah. He's going to have a package, but and it also shows me that we're ahead, that they're able to do that, because Mm -hmm. they definitely weren't able to do that a year ago.
0: Now, one other thing that I wanted to bring up with you, and this goes, again, to experience. Anton Harrison is a first-round draft pick. He's expected to come right in at right tackle. He's going to take over where Walker Little was. Walker Little's going to go over the left side. We still don't know whether Cam... Is going to be sitting out any games or how many games. We know he's coming back from injury. That's the only thing that we know right now. So Anton Harrison talked about Brandon Sheriff, just about having an experienced guy next to him. His quote is, it's big, especially coming in, wanting to prove myself early. So just leaning on a guy like that, an all-pro, pro pro bowler, guy that I watched growing up, uh, playing beside him right now is great. Just to lean on him, any questions, he goes on to basically heap praise on Sheriff. That's massive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's two things that come into play there. One is that he can impart knowledge to him Mm -hmm. about playing the game, what to expect, how fast it's going to be, all the different things that he is going to have to gear up pretty quickly on. Right. But the other thing it does, it also... Uh, the offensive line is all about communication, mm-hmm. and you know Fortner will run a lot of the stuff. But being next to Scherf, he can he can give them some insight into what's happening here, yeah. what they're doing to him on the sideline, a bunch of different things. Yeah. There,
0: twenty seven sacks last year. They got to make sure they keep Trevor as clean as possible. Right, you do have basically at a minimum two new guys playing two new positions, even though Walker did start down the stretch last year. That's still a brand new full season for him. Brand new for Anton. Luke you hope is going to get stronger yeah. at that center position. And right. then you really don't know what's happening with the left guard. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you know,
0: they asked Doug the
1: other day. Mm-hmm. We we talked about this. Yeah. They had asked Doug the other day, what concerns do you have after going through all the things? He didn't have any. He went, yeah. well, you know, we're pretty good at the D-line. We're pretty good here. We're pretty good there. He went right on down the line, right? He didn't say anything. Now, if they asked me that question... And- Who's not the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Right. Uh, I would say I have a little concern about the youngness of the offensive line. Yeah. yeah. But again, they see them every day. They mm-hmm. know their mentality. They know what they can handle, and that's what all the OTAs are all about. Yeah. Is you know heaping the stuff on on uh, Antoine Harrison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And see what he can handle. Yeah, you know that's all part of it, and and uh, you know that's the key.
0: Let's finish on this because Anton a a starter. We can basically say that unless he just flops miserably, which which, which, yeah, we do not expect that to happen. And then after that, I do think Brenton Strange can be a real, real big plug-in piece, Uh and then Tank Bigsby, what you've seen, you love, and I'm with you. So we're talking about three, not. Huge impact guys when you look at the overall season stats when it's all said and done, but they can be pretty big impact guys.
1: Absolutely. I think the first three round guys are, they're all, the guys you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. they're all going to be integral parts of this year, Mm -hmm. I believe. The only position that is a concern to me, first of all, a young receiver Mm -hmm. and let's just say uh let's say uh strange is a Mm -hmm. receiver he's a tight end but he's a receiver young receivers can play Mm -hmm. right away it's just they've they've had so much experience running routes and doing those things a running back in the nfl can play right away yeah because there's so much just his skill right right now antoine harrison a little different Mm -hmm. because that playing offensive lines a tough position Mm -hmm. But I think all three of those guys are going to be factors this year. Yeah. And and uh, from what I saw of Harrison, mm-hmm. and when I saw him earlier, he's got he's got a lot of talent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, big man with good feet. Finishes. He's a finisher. He's yeah. got good hands. Uh, I think he's going to be fine.
0: Yeah. I, I I love it. And so we'll see where it goes. All right. Last one for you, Josh Allen. Uh, I don't. I think he's just trying to let the Jaguars know, hey, miss me while I'm not here, and hopefully I'll be able to come back and make a. Uh, a big year out of this and get an, and get a big contract i don't expect him to be holding out do you
1: no i i would be really surprised although i would have thought he would have been one of the guys that was here in the voluntary program mm-hmm. you know even though it is a fifth year situation with him it mm-hmm. is a contract year yeah and and there's been a, and and he is considered a captain right yes yes you yes know, i mean that that surprises me a little that's, bit that's where leon Sorci was outspoken oh yeah i mean, i i can understand that for yeah. sure i mean the culture is is really big mm-hmm. and and that surprises me as far as his ability to play he's a veteran mm-hmm. you know he'll play now, the question is, you know, does he play up to the, the status that he has to to help us win right. and to get the new contract?
0: Do you have a number in mind sack-wise? I know we'll, we'll probably do our pressures, tackles for loss, right. you know, what the sum total is. But do you have a number in mind if you were making the decision, hey, I need to see X number of sacks for me to know I'm going to sign him long term?
1: Well, let me, I'll say this, I'll say it this way. Mm -hmm. I don't have a number.
0: Right.
1: I'm not, I don't think it's much higher from a sack standpoint than what he's done. In other words, last year he was seven and a half, correct? Yeah. Well, if he has 10, Mm -hmm. I would say he's improved, but it's more about how much he affects the game. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, sacks are one thing, but pressures... Yeah. Let's let's look at it this way. If if he he get, if he gets seven, seven and a half sacks, and he causes three fumbles, from from the quarterback, that's three more sacks. That's ten. And and,
0: and, and, and you get the ball, right? That's, and he's taking that one to the house against yeah. against your arch rival Tennessee. Yeah, exactly.
1: So I would say that he has not gotten to the potential that he showed in the first year. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I don't know that it's it's probably going to cost twenty million to keep him. It's just a... Uh, you know, and does he play to the 20 million? Right. Or do you let him go, just yeah. like you did with Juwan Taylor? That's mm-hmm. that's the key. But the position is so important, Joe, that mm-hmm. if you've got a veteran that's pretty good, right, you really have to look at it uh, pretty thoroughly before you let him out of here.
0: Yeah, got to be very careful. You want guys that you drafted to get second contracts. You also don't want to overspend for a guy that's under But
1: that's one of the, the things that have kicked Jaguars' tail over yeah. the years, they haven't kept guys. No, no. So they haven't continued to improve as right. they go
0: along. It's so. like, I, I don't want to spend just to say, hey, we're, 22. we're keeping guys. But yeah, these key decisions, Calvin Ridley, yep. having enough money for Trevor, yep. finding out what Walker Little really is, and deciding on whether or not you're right. going to sign Josh Allen. These are anti-Campbell. Major, major, major,
1: major situation.
0: All right, Coach, uh, you will be on the road out to Utah. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. We appreciate everybody else uh, for tuning in. Campo and Joe, Facebook Live, wherever you find us on podcast. We will talk to you soon.